You know, when we look at, when I said to you, we have to have these multiple skills as we navigate the future, we've got to be looking at these multiple intelligences from a place of curiosity, but also what am I willing to learn more in order to be more flexible and agile with my stress, with my reality, with the change. So one of them is generational intelligence. Now, many of you in this room know the basics about generations. You've heard about it. It's not new. It's been around for a while. But the key thing about generational intelligence is not just the ability to label someone for their generation, because that's not helpful. It's not helpful to go, okay, boomer, that's not helpful. It's helpful in your mind to go, oh, right, I'm dealing with somebody who's not of my generation. Their values from what they're saying seem to be a little bit different than mine. How can I adapt to? So, for example, for myself, when I'm interacting with a Zoomer, I have a Zoomer CEO client right now. He's very traditional. He's very conservative. He's very practical. I find myself having to say, okay, let me, let me take this back a bit. Let me walk you through it. Let's step through it one by one. Now, for a driver like me, I'm a driver socializer. That's not the easiest thing to do because I'm big picture and I want, like, I want, like, just, the, just give me the bullet points, please, and then let's get going, right? But you, from a generational standpoint, I, I have to respect that he's come from a wealth of experience, and a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of circumstances that I do not have the same perspective on. So I must respect it. Conversely, if I'm a baby boomer or a traditionalist or a Gen X and I'm dealing with millennials or Gen Zs, I have to be open and flexible to the reality that they do not have the same problems that we had growing up or entering the workforce. For us with kids, my daughter's now 35. When she was going to high school, we said, you could be and do anything. Go for it. If your teacher gives you a grade that you're not happy with, negotiate. How many of you parented your kids like that? So guess what? They show up in the workplace and go, I'm all that in a box of biscuits. And you should think that I am too. So we have not created an entitled generation. I want to be super clear. We have created families that have taken care of our young children. When I left home, I was 18. When I left, my dad said, don't come back. Not because he was a bad guy, but because that's what you did. Baby boomers, say it with me. You make your bed, you... Now, with our daughter, we said, you could stay at home for as long as you like. Don't leave me with your dad. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, no. But, but honestly, we, the, the way families have evolved is we are now saying, if you need to stay home longer, it's okay. We've made that okay. So if you've got somebody who's still living at home, and by the way, the average age of people living at home still hovers around 35, just saying. So if somebody's in that age group and they're living at home and you say to them, do this job or you're fired, they are going to look at you with those eyes and go, whatever. They don't have the same survival issues that many, and I'm generalizing here, there will be exceptions, but that many baby boomers and traditionalists had. So when, when you're dealing with a different generation, I want you to be empathetic to their reality, what they know, what they're dealing with. It's not helpful to go, well, back in the day, I had to work six years to get this promotion. Not helpful. It's more helpful to say to them, wow, I can see that you're really ambitious and you want this promotion in six months. Go, girl. And here's the reality of how our organization works. And here's the opportunities. And here's your career path. And let's map it out together of what your opportunities are. 
Okay, so generational intelligence is about adapting to the varying generations. Uh, technology intelligence. How many of you in this room, again, eyeballs, would, would rate yourself 10 out of 10 on technology knowledge? The thing about technology knowledge is the more we have, the more intelligence we have with it, the more we can leverage it, and then we're not holding the system back. How many of you at the beginning of the pandemic with Zoom? Turn your mic on, turn your mic off. We can see your butt, your kids in the background. Like, come on now, right? So frustrating. But now, three years fast forward, and most people got the hang of it, and Zoom's of actually pretty productive activity, or, or MS Teams, or whatever we're using. But I still see people who are not knowing how to do the technology. It takes five minutes a day to learn something new about the technology you're using. Even our iPhones. How many of you are using maybe three or four functions of what it overall does? Or maybe three or four apps? That's technology intelligence. As we all collectively agree, I'm going to raise my technology intelligence, we're going to make more progress more quickly. Multiple perspectives intelligence, the ability to think about yourself, your job, your role, your psychology, how you show up, while equally being able to look at it through other people's perspectives, through your bosses, through the firm, through the workplace, through the industry. The events like this are really good for perspective around industry. What are our resources? Uh, how, how do we fit with other industries? How is the workers' market impacting us? It's, we can't show up just going, well, here I am, it's my job, and my job, siloed. Not going to cut it for the future of work, because you're going to miss opportunities, but more importantly, other people are going to miss out on your magic. Other people are going to miss out on your magic if we do not open our perspectives around how we're impacting the bigger system. Change intelligence, the ability to go... Okay, this change is happening. The change cycle. Right now, I'm in resistance. I don't like what's going on. Push, 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 push. But that's okay. I'm self-analyzing that I'm in resistance, so now I'm going to move in to discover. I'm going to ask. I'm going to learn. I'm going to take empowerment. I'm going to find out. I'm not going to assume. I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to investigate. I'm powered to deal with the change. And then lastly, hybrid work intelligence. The ability for me to go, okay, this person's working remotely, they're effective remotely, how can I engage them so that they're part of this dialogue in this project that we're working on so that we have their input? Okay, I've got this person in office, their preferences in office, how do I engage them and get them to realize that they've got to include the remote workers in order to be more effective? It is a dance of fragility, flexibility, and ability to connect the dots to be a hybrid workplace intelligence person. So I know you hear all this and you go, Cheryl, you are stressing me out. I've already got stress and now you just added more things that I gotta learn. That's not what I'm saying, because I'm all about micro goals. I'm here to infuse you with energy and perspective so that you can see things a little bit differently. What you do with it is up to you afterwards. You do not have to do anything. But if you were to do something, I would have you set micro goals about what you're going to do next. And a micro goal is, I'm going to do this for five minutes daily, or I'm going to do this for 10 minutes weekly. Micro goals. No, gone are the days where we hear a speaker and we're like, I'm going to set the world on fire. First of all, it ain't going to happen, number one, number one. Number two, you just irritate the heck out of everybody else.